Welcome to the Worthy Bitch Podcast, the place where we discuss all things self-worth so we can stop living life as a victim and start living life on purpose. My name is Autumn. I'm your host and the creatrix of the Worthy Bitch. I am so excited that you have made the decision to embark on your Worthy Bitch journey. Now let's dive into ourselves. So have you been thinking about starting your own business but just don't know where to start or what that is even supposed to look like for you? Do you have a passion to share your unique skills with the world? Have you been thinking about starting a business but just don't know exactly how or where to begin? Well, this was me just a few months ago, so I started doing research on how to start a soul-centered business around my passions and I found Angie Lee in her niche training program. It was exactly what I needed to help me gain the clarity I was so desperate for at such a pivotal time. So why is this niche training awesome? It helps you gain clarity over your target audience, branding, and content, helps you figure out exactly who you are speaking to, and learn how to create the content around your specific avatar, and learn what an avatar even is. Helps you reach more people by nailing down who you are speaking to in order to better reach those who are specifically in need of the things that you have to offer and to do so more effectively. Business is all about confidence and nailing your niche helps us develop the confidence around all aspects of our business. I am so excited to share this program with you so that you too can create that kick-ass business that you have been dreaming of and start sharing your passion with tons of amazing humans along the way. Check her out to get all kinds of content about niching down and marketing and all that good jazz. Link is in the bio. Hello. What is up? How are you doing? Welcome back to another episode of the Worthy Bitch Podcast. I'm so excited you're here. Today we are going to talk about plant care as self-care. Who else is obsessed with plants? Anyone? Anyone? I know I can't be the only one in the house. My love affair began with plants as a child back when I was playing outside climbing the front tree at my grandparents' house. They had planted that tree together years ago before I was ever even born and it was such a special time for my cousins and I to spend time climbing this tree sitting in we we spent hours and hours together I can think back to so many special memories of going out into the yard to pick gardenias with my mima and um, something else that she used to call butterfly flowers I can't remember the actual name of them but they're like these little orange clusters of pretty little they grow in this giant bush like thing and then the butterflies and bees just swarm around it it's magical or I would just go and admire their beauty and marvel over the dozens of bees that constantly love the plants for us and ensured their health which is just paramount and I remember recognizing that from a young age and I wasn't I wasn't 
fully sure what it is that they were doing. I was innately, innately aware of the important role that they played as they danced with the flowers, even though I wasn't quite sure exactly what they were doing. I mean, other than drinking the nectar from the flower to make honey. Um, but I mean, obviously I later learned how crucial they really are. Those times of sitting in the yard and observing creation unfold before my very eyes will always hold a spot in my heart. It was such a special time. And those are the days I fell in love with nature. I had the opportunity to have my first garden back in 2018 at a house with a huge back deck where I was renting a room. And this was divine timing because I had just made the decision to go fully vegan on New Year's of that year after a 10-year-long transition period from, you know, cutting out different types of things from my diet. And I never had plans of going vegan, but it just kind of happened that way. And I'm not mad about it. And I was completely in my element during the gardening process. And I knew immediately that I had connected with a deep passion of mine. Although I was not permitted to cultivate uh, an in-ground garden plot at the place where I was staying, I did not care. I could get almost as many pots as I wanted with the amount of outdoor space that I had to work with, and I was thrilled with the opportunity, and I was taking full advantage of everything that I could do. The game was definitely on like Donkey Kong at that point, if you know what I mean. And um, I probably had, at the very minimum, about 15 containers with plants in them that first year. And several of them had more than one plant living inside. I mean, I remember I had a jalapeno pot that had, I think, three jalapeno plants in it that were all producing like crazy. And granted, these were large pots. I was very fortunate to have found a lot of retired pots that had been used by the owners of the home and previous gardens that they had had. And I asked their permission to use them and they were completely fine with it. They had no need for them anymore so I was like through the moon that saved me so much time and energy and money and effort trying to get these giant pots it was a huge gift to me and that was just the outside ones and that's not even counting the indoor microgreens and little seedlings that I was experimenting with inside I just couldn't help myself <laughs> all I did was think about plants and which ones I wanted to get next and making sure that they had enough water and sun but not too much and pulling caterpillars off of their leaves every morning and tossing them over the back fence and to hopefully give myself like a day maybe before they found their way back to my plot because, you know, obviously as a vegan, I am not in favor of ending the life of any creature just because I don't desire it to be in my presence. So I do everything that I can to try and give them the opportunity to find another place to be. I was outside with them every morning before work, and as soon as I got home, I checked on them before I did anything else. I, I was literally just up those plants' butts constantly. I could not get enough. It brought me more joy than I could have ever imagined to care for all those little plant babies. I was just in love with making sure that they had what they needed. It made me feel like I had so much more purpose in my life. And not only that, they also give back so much life everything you give to them they give it back tenfold I call yeah I call my babies my plants babies they're my babies I had no idea how simple it was to have a garden that provided sustenance for myself with enough to share with others 
It was so simple. It was so easy. I mean, of course, the initial work took a lot to get it going and, um, you know, but it, it was all fun and it was all part of the process and I do not regret any of it. I recommend highly that everybody plays in the dirt sometimes, gets their hands dirty and cultivates a plant, whether an edible one or not. I recommend the edible ones because I love them and I think that they're incredible but all of them are. I used to go sit outside with them during the first year and just go to each one individually and give them my full attention and connect with them on a deeper soul level. I would literally sit on the ground next to each and every single pot and touch the leaves and look at the fruits and talk to them and thank them and love on them and I just I really got so much fulfillment out of that and it boom yeah my life was changed forever at that point I I there was no there was no looking back I vowed that I vowed that year to never go another year without a garden and even though it's only been a short time I have kept that vow I have always had plants since that day from then on edible plants in the garden and you know non-edible plants inside house plants I love them all I have started Gardens for Others and encouraged them to connect with it and learn how to be a little bit more self-sustaining. I think it's so important to learn, you know, how to at least grow some herbs. People people way underutilize herbs, I, I believe, and even in an Ayurvedic perspective, herbs are so important and they're very powerful and they're actually medicine. And to learn how to grow them yourself is a very empowering feeling. There's really nothing else like it. Herbs are so expensive to buy from the supermarkets. And if you could avoid that, then all power to you. You can buy an herb plant for like $3 at your local nursery or, you know, a Home Depot, wherever it is that you want to go get plants. They sell them pretty much everywhere, especially herbs. And you have an unlimited supply of herbs. And I will tell you what, those are the most generous plants that I have ever dealt with. I mean, right now, I currently have um, some chives and they just go nuts. It's like a little thing of hair that's coming out of the, the soil. It's just so fun. And I go clip them off with scissors all the time and add them on top of dishes. It's just a constant thing. I also have a sweet basil that I really enjoy Um, just adding into any dishes or even salads you know and that one's going crazy all of these herbs are just blowing up it's hard to even keep up with them sometimes I just have to keep harvesting them and using them but it also forces you to eat more healthy Um, I have a Thai basil plant which has a little bit more of an earthy flavor has like a licorice scent it's really good for curries and stuff like that and then rosemary and lavender I mean duh can't go wrong and I am now the go-to expert in my family on the subject of plants and I'm always thrilled to share the joy with others and to see their lives be transformed by the magic of these plants as well just as mine has been gardening taught me how to slow down it taught me how to look at everything through the lens of appreciation and gratitude caring for these plants taught me how to better care for myself that is in itself worth it 100% to me even if I never had the opportunity to have another plant again I will never forget that and the amount of knowledge that I now have because of these plants 
is incredible. And I know I probably sound like a crazy person right now talking about plants like this, but that is how important they are in my life and to everyone's lives. We just aren't always that aware of it. After all, I am now a mother of a couple dozen plant babies that need their mama or they will perish. They need me. It's my responsibility to give these babies my all. And in turn, they give me their all. Like we love each other so much. I know they love me and I love them. And when I take care of them, I see it almost immediately. And when they're neglected, they let me know almost immediately. It's a very special relationship and bond where you definitely learn a lot about the world and just life in general. They exist for me. And the occasional bird that comes to steal a tomato or two. And I exist because of them. Have you ever thought about that? Like really thought about that? That you only exist because of plants? Just think about it for a second. Yeah? I know. Mind-blowing, right? I mean, plants provide oxygen. Duh. Duh. That, it, I mean, what? That alone right there blows my mind. Not only do they provide oxygen for us to breathe and food for us to eat, which is just like, boom, right then and there, but they like purify the They just do so many beautiful things, amazing things. Let's touch on that. And even if you're not a fan of piling your plate full of beautiful, life-giving fruits and veggies, weirdo, the food you eat most definitely loves or loved to eat plants. So plants literally make the world go round. How special is that? That sounds like a song to me. During that first year trying on my gardening hat, I realized how disheartening it is that we are not taught these things from day one in life. The very basics of life, i.e. where our food comes from, is hushed and made into some giant mystery that nobody even wants to know about anymore. I mean, it's really ridiculous, to be honest with you. I mean, why? I will never understand not wanting, actually needing to know exactly where our food comes from and what's in it. Okay, let's just break this down. I mean, if I'm going to put something into my body to become a part of me, then you best believe I want to know exactly what I am becoming first and foremost before I even think about putting that into my body. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I believe that we should all this we should all be this way. We should all have discernment when it comes to the things that we're putting in our body and, you know, to be picky in this life is looked at as a as a negative thing, but I think it's so important in life to be picky. There you need to find what's good for you and what's not good for you and stand your ground on that. There is nothing wrong with making sure that you are doing what is best for you in every single situation, regardless of what anybody else has to say about it. I have been to so many places and things with family and friends and you know whatever it may be. And yes, it's a lot harder to be able to socialize in the same way. You know, I can't do everything exactly the way that I have always done it before that most people do it but that is totally fine with me and it for at first it it was kind of hard for me to accept that about myself I got into some arguments with some family members over the issue and you know I felt the need to really justify my decisions and not to mention that my family thought I was you know being unhealthy by being healthy which was also a weird 
revelation for me to have and to have to discuss with them that actually their habits that they've been brainwashed are the unhealthy ones and that this is me like taking responsibility for my health but you know I'm not ashamed of it anymore I just explain to people that this is how I feel good I want to feel good and this is you know I don't want to be sick and so this is the way that I choose to live my life and once you explain it to people that way you don't get much backlash after that I cannot tell you how many times someone has been eating something that is very unhealthy in my opinion and science's opinion and all the while telling me about how much I am missing out by not partaking in this deliciousness that they are experiencing. Right? So my response is usually the same. Mm, well, do you know what is in that delicious meal you're eating? And their response is usually the same. No, mm -mm, no, I don't want to know. La, 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 la. No, I can't hear you. Uh, no, don't tell me about that gross stuff. I just want to eat my food in, ple in peace, please. <laughs> I just have to lol for a second like I'm sorry that's just so funny to me I don't understand I mean two seconds ago I was just so missing out and now you're freaking out at the thought of actually learning about what it is that you're putting into your being to become a part of you okay why then if you do not even want to know what is in your food do you want to merge your consciousness with it Really take a moment right now to think about the fact that when you put anything into your being, it becomes you, right? So if we're eating a whole bunch of deep fried, greasy, sugary, processed junk, guess what? Your organs, your brain, your blood, your everything, your whole body is going to become greasy, deep fried, sugary, processed junk. Let's cue uh, lots of disease in the body and, you know, just different health issues that people, oh, it has nothing to do with diet. But every time you look at the pharmaceutical companies and you're like, oh, you know, they're like, oh, okay, this will help your blood pressure along with diet changes and exercise. It's like, so do you really need that? pill or whatever this magic drug is that they're saying is going to fix you along with diet changes and exercise my guess would be no I mean I'm not a doctor or anything but I do have six years experience working for a pharmacy and in that experience I saw more people they would come in with one drug for one problem and within a year they were on like five different drugs. It wasn't like they were getting on this drug for temporary relief while they corrected the issue in their life and then they were getting off of it. No, it was like it started a downward slope. It was just not, it was a very slippery one at that. It was just not a good thing. I, I learned a lot about pharmaceuticals during that time. I was a huge believer in all of it. And I learned firsthand that it's not always what it, what it seems, you know. If you already know that it is so disgusting before you even know what it is, then that just speaks for itself, in my opinion. I mean, ignorance is bliss, I guess, until it turns into disease in the body. Like, dis-ease, your body has a lack of ease. A lot of people have a lack of ease in their body and they have no reason, they have no understanding why. They think that it's just like, oh, this is just me. 
For me, for example, I used to have a lot of dietary issues and I would constantly struggle with feeling okay in my body. I was always in pain because of the things I was eating, but I had no idea it was the things that I was eating. I thought it was just who I was. I mean, other people in my family experienced similar things. And so I was like, oh, it must be genetic. I didn't, it wasn't until my brother got really sick and he got diagnosed with a lactose intolerance. And I started asking him about what it was he was feeling and recognizing that I was feeling a lot of those things as well and deciding that maybe I needed to cut out dairy and how that made such a drastic shift in my life. And I started having a lot of, I started realizing that I was not having a lot of the issues that I had been having before. And so slowly by taking responsibility for my health and learning about these things and playing around with my diet in a way that I felt was necessary at the time, I learned how to not feel like I was bloated with bricks in my stomach about to explode all the time because I literally, I remember being in high school and looking around at all of the people and being like, does everybody feel this way? And nobody's talking about this? Like, how is everybody going through life feeling like they're going to explode and like so miserable all the time and nobody's saying anything? I was dumbfounded. I realized that no, that's not normal, that everybody is most certainly not necessarily experiencing that. And if you are, I want you to know right now that that is not normal. That is not genetic. What is genetic, which is actually not genetic, are just the the habits that you have that have been passed down throughout your family lineage because of the way you were raised and stuff. But like the, all the food I was eating, I was actually allergic to. And I didn't know until, you know, I was in my 20s and... I'm so grateful that I found it out when I did because I know people who have not found out about these issues until they were in their 40s or 50s and they spent their entire life dealing with this pain and not knowing how to give themselves relief. So I do not, in my opinion, ignorance is not bliss. (laughs) Some people would beg to differ, but okay, I'll get off my soapbox now. My point of all that ranting is to make it clear that it is a crucial, it is crucial to be aware of what we bring into our lives and into our bodies because that is what shapes our view of reality and our reality as a whole. Just take a minute. Let that sink in. I'll I'll repeat that, you know. It is crucial to be aware of what we bring into our lives and into our bodies because that is what shapes our view of reality and our reality as a whole. Remember that. Well, I'm currently on my third year and fourth garden and I have already been planning next year's garden before I even fully got this one up and running. I was already looking forward to next year. Next year I get to have an in-ground garden that I'm really going to be able to pour a lot of love into and cultivate and really have my own space this time to to make some magic happen and I cannot wait. And I will add that it also helps that cooking is already one of my greatest passions, but I am also a firm believer that when you grow your own food, you are 1 million times more likely to want to learn how to cook it for yourself. It's such an empowering thing and after all, You just created some life-sustaining goodness right outside your door. 
Who would not want to go 10 steps inside and immediately experience this life force energy that is pulsing through that freshly picked harvest straight from the vine? There's nothing else like it in the world. It's so different than anything you can ever get from the grocery store and even the farmer's market. It's a whole new experience and it really connects you with your food and with yourself when you are growing your own and you're you're growing your own food and you're walking steps from where it was grown into your house and you're preparing it and then it's going into your body within you know an hour or however long it's taking you if it's a salad it can be within minutes and greens are very easy to grow too by the way I've always been a little like threatened by them or you know whatever I don't think that's the right word but it was a little daunting for me for greens for some reason. I have no idea, but this year I've had so much luck. I always play around with buying plants that are already seedlings that have been sprouted by a master gardener. And then I also buy seeds for myself because I want to practice doing that for myself. And to grow something from a seed, germinate it in a little shot glass with some water on the windowsill, and then to pour that into the soil and watch it sprout and grow and love it and cultivate it from nothing into a huge plant that is providing you so much nutrients. I mean, talk about magic. I, I, it, I cannot get any more clear than that. That in itself has transformed my life. Just that one viewing, like that experience in itself. I have learned so much from these plants. I have learned not only about plants and how they need to be cared for, but that has in turn taught me so much about myself and what I need to be cared for. Let's break it down a little bit for those of you who are like, um, I do not have a green thumb at all, okay? I kill everything I look at and there is just no way I can be a successful gardener, okay? Yeah, well, you actually do have a green thumb. Because you're a human and you are a part of this thing that we call nature. So therefore, it is in your nature to care for this nature, right? You might not have the experience or the education at this point, but it's not impossible for you, I promise. And you actually do not kill everything that you look at. You just haven't connected with the plant enough to be able to understand and hear what it needs when it tells you. Yep. Yes, it will tell you. It will tell you exactly what it needs and when it needs it. And once you have one plant that you form a bond with, you will actually feel it in the space that it is in. You will feel it when it's thirsty or when it needs more sun or fertilizer or whatever or if it needs less of something. You will intuitively know because you are connected with the energy of the plant I mean, if this sounds completely daunting to you, but you have made it this far into the episode, then I commend you. You already have the desire, and now is the time to put that desire into practice. I recommend starting out with one inside plant that requires minimal care, like a succulent, even though these prove to be so low maintenance for me that I always over care for them and then I lose them every time. That's something I want to work out, work on for myself. Succulents, I think, are amazing and beautiful, but I always try to give them too much love. 
or an aloe plant. Um, an aloe plant is great for beginners. It doesn't take much of anything except for a little bit of sun and some water every now and then. I actually like to have an aloe plant. My grandmother gave me this idea. She keeps her aloe in her bathroom. She has a really big, beautiful windows in her bathroom, and the aloe doesn't even need to be watered in there because it gets all of the steam from her shower. And so I've never seen aloe like she has not in someone's house not in I've seen things like that like in the tropics and in paradise places where it's very humid and and that's where that stuff loves to grow but her aloe the aloe I actually have is a baby from her aloe plant and it's definitely not doing as good as it was when she had it but it's still making it but that one's a good one it doesn't yeah it doesn't require a lot of stuff but the only thing with those is that they tend to bring a little bit of a hard energy into the space because of their qualities or their gunas. In Ayurveda, qualities are called gunas. You know, aloe and succulents and cacti, which a lot of people really enjoy having inside of their home, which there is absolutely nothing wrong with that, especially people who are very, very busy. Um, I recommend whatever whatever you have time for, bring that into your home. But I do want you to be aware of the fact that when you bring a cactus into your home, it's going to bring those cactus qualities into your home as well. So if you get a really hard, sharp, pokey cactus that hurts every time you touch it, that you don't even want to touch or anything like that, it's, it's, it's going to bring that type of energy into your home, right? So... I prefer the vining, round, soft, leafy plants inside my home. And succulents do well outside too. If you have like a a balcony or something like that, they do really well out there when they just get rain and sun and you honestly don't even have to do anything to them at all. Um, But I do love the soft, leafy, vining ones, especially in the bedroom. My boyfriend and I have a golden pathos over our bed that we have never trimmed and she is so lush that she is starting to take over half of the room. I'll post a a picture of it on Instagram to share for those of you who would like to see it. But um, we call her Big Mama and she shares such a gentle, soothing energy with us always. And I can't even imagine sleeping without her over my head every night at this point. It's, I'm, I feel like I can feel her when I'm laying down and going to sleep and having my dreams and I wake up and her leaves just drape over. I can look up and see her. She's just all over the place and it really brings that soft, gentle energy. I mean, we call her Big Mama and she does share such a, I mean, soft, gentle energy, Big Mama. I mean, come on, Big Mama. Yeah, mamas mamas are so soft and gentle. Well, they're supposed to be. So I do want to touch briefly on the positive and negative ions for those of you who are not already familiar. And I know some of you are probably like, yeah, 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 all this is nothing new to me. I've been doing this for longer than you have. That's totally fine. I still want to touch on it for the ones that are not familiar, right? So positive ions are emitted from our phones and technology and electronics and things of that sort, you know? These are the things that cause a stress response within our body and builds up over time. And yes, I'm talking to you ladies with the desk jobs who sit at a computer all day answering emails and making phone calls. And I'm just as guilty of that. Negative ions, on the other hand, are emitted from nature, such as when you go to the beach and you breathe in that calming, salty air, 
or when you go to the mountains and you're up above everything and the air is just so pure and you're surrounded by beautiful nature as far as the eye can see. I got that experience when I went to Whistler, Canada last year for the first time and I saw mountains, mountain ranges that I have never experienced in my life and I was awestruck. It was breathtaking. If you are a nature lover, if you love mountains, I mean, those mountains were incredible. And then the glacier water, all the water was just like this crystal clear, turquoise blue beautifulness. It is so beautiful. I will also put a picture of that on Insta as well for you to check it out. And if you have the opportunity to go to Whistler, I highly, highly recommend it. I will definitely, definitely be back. Um, But these are the things that can instantly calm your system and bring a sigh of relief, which is usually audible. If you notice that we actually take a deep breath when we go into nature, like in this way, it's like our body is saying, yes, this is amazing. Breathe it all in. Let's breathe out all of this junk we've been collecting. Your body knows. Listen to the intelligence of your body. That is why going into nature or bringing the outdoors in or both is just so crucial to overall health and well-being. Himalayan salt lamps are another excellent way to neutralize positive ions in your home. I have one in the bedroom and one in the office and they both stay on constantly. The one in the bedroom goes off at night when we sleep, but um, that's just because the light disturbs us a little bit. But it is a very soft, soothing, orange glowing light and a lot of them come with dimmers. And so if the light doesn't bother you, you can totally leave it on all night long or dim it down to the lowest setting. But I have noticed a huge transformation in my own inner peace when I have these things around. Also, you know, the diffusers are also a very great thing if you're familiar with essential oils. Um, having the essential oils diffusing in the air constantly are, are an amazing practice. Right now, I have Balance by doTERRA, and I highly recommend it. I love all the doTERRA products, honestly. Um, I mean, essential oils are just amazing, life-changing for sure. But plant care is self-care right? So I invite you to try out your green thumb today, you know, go pick a beautiful plant from your local nursery and begin forming a bond with him or her and watch your heart expand. This is, it truly will bust your heart wide open if you let it. And for those of you who are still saying, I just don't think this is going to work for me. I mean, every time I try, I fail. I don't want to kill another plant because I just don't know what I'm doing. Well, I encourage you not to give up. Plants die and they go back into the earth. And guess what? They become food for other plants. So never fear losing one. It's fine. It happens. It's part of life. Do not be discouraged if you don't get the, the results that you desire. That's all part of the learning experience. And honestly, that is part of what makes it so fun. I am still new to gardening slash the plant world and I have some casualties every now and then and I never let that deter me because I know that it's just part of it. I just apologize to the plant and I thank it for sharing the opportunity for me to learn and grow with it. And I do believe that like it is really part of the enjoyment and I know how much joy I get when I have success and that's all that matters to me in the end. I have way more plants that live than don't live and 
I, I believe that that's just the nature of the plant. And if you give it a chance, you will experience the same thing, right? But nothing is forever and everything must come to an end eventually anyways. So why not give it a try and provide as much love for that baby as you can while you can? And if you fall short, then you just learn from what you did wrong that time and start over next time. And round two, three, four, seven, twelve, fifty, however many times it takes. If you like to receive cut flower bouquets, then you also probably like having a potted plant in your home. You can have, I mean, let's think for a second. I have, I mean, because those are already guaranteed to last longer than the cut ones, you know. I have, um... A Christmas cactus, an aloe plant, golden pathos, another viney little baby looking golden pathos, right? A prayer plant, a bromeliad, which if you don't know what a bromeliad is, I highly recommend looking into it. It's very beautiful. It's just a very leafy tropical looking flower and it just shoots one flower up from the middle. The flower itself looks the same as the leaves, but it's a different color, like mine is pink. But yeah, so there's that. I don't even know what all I have right now. There's so many. Oh, Big Mama, um, which is the Golden Pathos. Uh, Money Tree. Yeah, the list just goes on and on. If you don't know about Money Trees, um, it's a good way to help your man manifest your, your wealth, you know. And to care for that is showing us, is signifying to the universe that you can care for your wealth. So again, this is your invitation to connect with yourself and your self-care through connecting with plant energy. Edible or not, they are all so crucial to the planet and they each have their own unique gifts to share with us just like we do with each other. Plants are a great reminder of what is truly important. And I can't wait for you to have the experience of connecting with the plant spirit and seeing how that plays a role in your own life. I think you'll be surprised by what you learn. And to all that my fellow gardening nerds out there, what is up? You guys fucking rock. You are killing it. And I am so proud of you for taking control of your health in such a fundamental way. I know you guys are all like, whoop, whoop. Oh, yeah. I know all about this. One fun thing that I did learn at a plant care workshop I took a couple of weeks ago through Sahara Rose's membership collective. Get on it if you haven't heard of it. It's the Road Gold Goddesses. Get on that. Um, is that some people will name their plants after people in their lives. And so when the plant is having an issue, they will take that as a sign to reach out and check on that person. I think that's a, such a cool way to deepen your connection with the plant spirit. I have not done this yet, but it is definitely next on my list. I think that that is just brilliant. And I think it would be so cute to have all your little names you're all your little plants. Go out and pick out a plant that reminds you of someone that you care about and name it after that person, you know, like, you know, Betty Jr. or whatever you want to name it. I just think that that's, that's so special. So I am so excited to hear all about your plant experiences and your fun stories that you have with plants, which just reminded me actually of a quick story of when I was a little girl. And one of my favorite games to play was Nature Explorer. Um, I actually just came up with that name because I didn't have a name for it. It was just my standard day in the woods, everything, my playing that I would do, especially if none of my other friends were really available at the time. This was my go-to um, solo game. 
but I would make a little knapsack tied onto the end of a stick like you see in old movies with homeless people jumping off trains and stuff. That's where I got the idea. Um, and I would stuff it full of like a water bottle and a pack of crackers and it would just be made with a towel. And, um, and then I would pretend like I was in the middle of nowhere and completely reliant on myself and my own knowledge of the world, even though I was, I mean, in my neighborhood, in my backyard or other people's backyards or people's front yards. I didn't care at the time. The world was a different place. There was a lot more freedom for children, I believe. And I would go out and explore by myself in our neighborhood all the time without any fear or care in the world of anything, you know, terrible that could happen. But it was just amazing. And even for my age at that time, I was probably like eight or nine at that time, I still had a pretty good understanding and knowledge of the world and what it took. I mean, I would go out and dig up little wild onions and find different leaves and flowers and collect them for my survival stash. And I just thought that that was the best thing ever. I mean, those were the freaking days. I can't even tell you. My favorite book series during that time was the Boxcar Children. So I would always pretend to be like them. oh okay the end guys go ahead go get your plants let me know how they do i can't wait to hear all about it send me pictures tag me at the worthy bitch on instagram and i look forward to seeing the connections that you make with your beautiful plant spirits and hearing all about your transformation and if you loved this episode i would love if you could leave me a review on itunes or you can find me on Instagram at the worthy bitch or YouTube at the same handle. My email is theworthybitch at gmail.com with a period instead of an I in the word bitch. So that is the worthy B period TCH at gmail.com. And stay tuned for my website that is currently in the making. I love to connect with you and hear from you, and I look forward to meeting you very soon. Have a great day, Chikasita.